Hello and welcome to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We are your number one source for equipment reviews, information, general strategy, and entertainment. Uh, we like to start every episode with cracking a cold one with the boys. All right, on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, shot blocking, what it means to be loyal to your team, when to leave your team, and uh, our tip of the week comes from Big D. Uh, wants to know a little bit about how to shoot. And Big D's going to tell us how to shoot, let's be honest. If there's anyone that knows top-to-bottom game strategy and technique, it's Big D. Yeah, he was talking about to me about that, and I really felt like he was just setting us up for uh, a little lesson. Well, just no, no matter what we say, he's going to be like, you guys are wrong. You're wrong. This we is how you hit wrong. 84 miles per hour, We you will idiots. be wrong, though. That's yeah, the thing. That, yeah, exactly. So what we're saying is kind of don't come to us for the tip of the week. Go talk to Big D. Guys, this episode is not brought to you by Meatheads, uh, located right next door to Crust. And I think everybody is on the same page, and they know that when they they look to expertise on their meat selection for their barbecues, they're coming to me first. Uh, and Meatheads <laughs> would be my first selection. I can tell you that I don't buy meat anywhere in the entire Quad Cities other than Meatheads. Uh, so if you guys are having a barbecue, uh, grill out, whatever you need, Meatheads has got it more. Meatheads, just next door to Crust, both not sponsoring this episode. Uh, we're going to start a new segment here on the show. We've decided that there are so many types of players up there, not just regular players. Um, so we're going to start a new segment about specialty players. And it's kind of, uh, Paul Rosner brought up the idea of shot blocking, right? And there are some players up at deck that we think excel at shot blocking. Uh, I think, in my opinion, Jake Drum is one of the better ones. He's the um, one that first comes to mind. I think Chris sure. Thomas in 3-plus, too. If you watch a 3-plus game with him in it, he makes more saves than their goalie. Yeah, it's it's insane. And like that's something that that's one of those X factors you got to look at in a player when you're putting them on your team. Um but I think there's a process to it. There's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. Right. And well, for instance, the other night uh I don't remember if we were on the power play or we were a couple minutes left in the game, whatever it was. And uh Rots goes down to block one on me. And I think I ended up catching him in the shoulder, but I thought he I thought he blocked it with his face. I thought he was dead. Um, good for him. That's commitment. But I mean, there's a better way to commit and still block the shot. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, don't put your face in front of it. Well, one of the things I see up there all the time, and it drives me nuts, and I was talking to Marty about it, you see guys cover their dicks with their gloves and just stand there, like almost like they're doing a basketball pick. Like the that, soccer style where it's yeah. a free kick outside of the whatever box that is. Right. It, it does then, like nothing, right? Yeah. You, you get your body in there a little bit, but you're, you're not... Your stick's not out there. You're not forcing right. anything. You're, you're not taking up space effectively, and that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, and Marty, I think, phrased it most, like, best for me. He's like, get a fucking cup on. Fillion. I don't have... Yeah, Marty Fillion. I do not have time... To cover myself out Another there, goalie. just get a cup on. Yeah, like it's it's way more effective. Your arms could be like you're gonna cover more space. It it just makes no sense. Why would you yeah. fold your arms in? It's the same like concept Don't as even like block the shot at that. Yeah, point. it's the same concept of like double blocking for mm-hmm. a goalie. You never put your blocker in front of your leg pad or unless you have to, because then you're just double blocking space and it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Mock, you're the only player. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. First of all, I don't <laughs> want to block a shot. Get a cup on. I just, if you shoot it directly at the net, I'm the one covering covering myself. 
and stacking the pads. And usually I'm just going to throw my stick out to whatever your forehand side is. And then if I'm either going to, I'm hoping that you either go around me or try to shoot around, around you're creating me more as of a an, screen. You're creating more of an obstacle, not yeah, really. I'm just trying to disrupt. And I would say, move. and well, no, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not trying to take one of the pills. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I mean, I've got enough bumps and bruises and I'm not trying to get, I'm not going to voluntarily get in there. Sorry, yeah, everyone, yeah. all my teams. <laughs> I but just, you're not exactly known for being a shot blocker. Right. Though. What you need is, you just need to start taking some steroids and bulking right up. Oh, and then you'll take up all that space. Plus your balls are going to shrink. You yeah. don't have to worry about that. No, so but I'm win, thinking, win. I'm yeah. thinking, get the stick in the lane and force them to a different direction. Well, and them. identify they're obviously going to favor their forehand. If you could push them to their back end or push them to the outside, then mm-hmm. you've essentially blocked the shot by not having them take one. And I'd say more often than not, my shot blocking is going to come when I can kind of anticipate their shot and then I'll poke at that ball yeah. and it'll deflect and it'll go out and my goalie won't have to face a shot at all and I'm not getting bruised. But then at the same time, I'd probably tip one bar down by accident and <laughs> make the guy look like he knows what he's doing. It happens. <laughs> Speaking of shot blocking, you know what like really gets me? In the lower leagues, not, not so much in the higher leagues at all, but you'll get guys that like they won't even block my shot anymore. They'll come out and like I'll come out to like the dots, my own dots, and I'll just rip it because I'm not even looking to score at just that point. I'm looking at on that. I'm yeah, I'm looking for a rebound because my my guys are down there. I'm looking for a juicy rebound, and I think Ian Smith the other night was just like, I'm not even getting in front of that thing, and I was like, why not? I, I yeah, you're gonna sucks. let me do it. However, Shaq and I are coming at this from a goalie perspective, and you have admittedly said several times that we are kind of crazy, and I agree. Well, and there's a certain point to be made for letting your goalie have a good look. Oh, Like I just said, I'll tip one bar down on him by accident, whereas you might be better off, you know, if the guy's in a bad spot to take the passing lane away or take away the center of the ice and let him shoot that shot if he's from like the weak side or something like that. Yeah, if he's where probably dots you're, down. You're better off giving your goalie a clear line of sight and then letting him control the rebound yeah. where, you know, maybe if the guy's in the freaking slot or if he's on the run on a breakaway, something like that, you're going to want to step up or like mm-hmm. a one-timer. You're going to want to get in his lane. where you've got space, get in there and yeah. block that shot. But if it's right on top of the goalie, no, yeah, don't, don't, don't more, screen. Yeah. Don't create a bigger issue for And I'm well, just trying to make requires. excuses why I didn't block that shot. Well, <laughs> especially if you if you're out on defense, right, and they're they're coming down and it's a two on one situation, you should, in my as, as a goalie, I never want you in front of that shot. Oh God! I no. want you in between that lane. On a two on one, you're taking yeah. the pass all day. Yeah, there are some there's some goalies out there that prefer that. I I think they're insane, more insane than we are. Uh, I I want to see that shot all day long. Uh-huh. So then, if it if they score, it's a hundred percent on me. Well, what they need to be doing is one taking away that passing lane, but they also kind of like mock, mock shot blocking strategy of pushing them towards the outside. It's not right. just oh yeah, that lane yeah. And let them do yeah. whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You yep. need to be forcing them. Right. Well, there's a lot to be said for teams that do block a lot of shots, like especially late in the game when you're getting a little bit fatigued, you're getting a little more desperate and stuff. By putting your body in the lane and either forcing me to go around or to take a shitty shot. Um, More often than not, I'm missing the net, stuff like that. And I would attribute uh, a lot of success to um, what was the team that was like, I think Nick was the goalie, and uh, Philion was was two. No, it was two plus. Rudy's. uh, Rudy's, Rudy's Tacos. Mm -hmm. They blocked more shots. Like I Playing against them, I think they beat us out at one point. And I remember saying, like, dude, it's tough. They have – 
three goalies out there at all times, you know? Yeah. And oh, then one was playing out on that. Yeah. Too. And like those guys that like Philion goaltender, Freiberger goaltender, um, they had another dude too, but regardless, these guys are putting their body in front of freaking everything and they're blocking, blocking, blocking. And it just makes it so frustrating from an offensive standpoint to get a decent shot. Yeah. But when they're doing that, are they, cause I see this a lot quality shot blocking versus what I'll call not quality shot blocking. Obviously, yeah. Because my first statement had a positive and a negative to it. Um, guys who just square up and they look at it and they face it though. Versus guys who curl up in a little ball and turn around. Oh, like yeah, the guys I hate who that. jump and turn their back yeah, or something uh, like that. Guys, your pads are all in your front. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your shins are in the front. If you get hit in the calf, you did it wrong. And, you know, if you're worried about the face, get a cage. No, don't get uh, a cage. Just get your teeth knocked out like a man. <laughs> okay, let's talk to Charlie um, Drace. Yeah, I did the other day. So what do you think he has fine. to say about it? Dude, that kid looked like he had a golf ball under his eye. And he's perfectly fine now. That was yeah. awful. I know. I was playing in the game. Well, and I saw it, it, was it doesn't bad. make you any less of a player, I don't think, for wearing a cage. No, like, I'm Chris just, Caspers wears one. I'm just saying the point is don't block shots. Yeah. Ever. You need to wear a cage, wear a cage. I'm just saying that to like. <laughs> you are going to have to answer to your goalie. <laughs> well, no. And then I'm thinking the, the the guys that are throwing their body in front of it, those are your those are the do or die guys. Like they're the most loyal guys to the team. They're sacrificing it for the team. Exactly. Taking but when they face it, they're looking at it. One, they know where it's going when it hits them. This yes. entire segment is brought to you by Deck Hockey Badges of Honor. If you're looking to see just utter carnage <laughs> and people displaying the worst injuries, worst bumps and bruises that Deck Hockey can possibly offer, check them out. It is, it is one of the best pages on Facebook. Yeah, a wholeheartedly sponsored by and endorsed by Deck Hockey Focus. We, we talked a little bit about uh, the, the specialty player, you know, blocking shots. Um, there's another aspect to building a team that's important in every bit of your life. Any team you create, whether that's at work or deck hockey or uh, even your family, you know, it comes down to your loyalty to the brand you're establishing yeah, and the but team I you're establishing. My that was kind of like predetermined. And well, my, my, <laughs> the, the question that everybody needs to ask themselves is, who is your favorite team? And if the answer to that isn't your team, you <laughs> need to, I think you need to change your mindset. Yeah. Because you need to be rooting for your jersey, you know, the logo yeah. that's on the front. Yep. That's your team. That's the people that you got to, you know, put first. Mm -hmm. And you should be in your farm system going to the other games. Like, there's a lot of farm systems up at deck. I mean, they the franchise that Irish Mafia has set up has expanded to Waterloo now. And the and, women's league. Yep, and the women's league. So if you're part of that organization, you should be supporting all of the different teams. But so this is the time of year where I think people start to see their seasons slip off or yep. maybe... A little controversy maybe yeah, coming up. There's enough games in. We're not maybe, playing as well as we want to. Well, yeah, and so-and-so doesn't have the points or our goalie let in a squeaker and we lost last night or whatever it is. And that's when I see people start to like throw their loyalties aside and start lobbying with other teams to do some merger and stuff. And in my mind, I think it's always good to be looking towards the future, but you got to stick with your boys, man. Don't cash in the entire season. Right. We just the, three games into it. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even started raking leaves, man. We got a long ways to go here and, and stick with what you got. And I, I just, I don't like people that are going and trying to poach people from other people's teams this time of year. And oh, stuff. Yeah. it's like, have a little bit of loyalty to your own boys. Well, and if you are going to do it, just a word of advice, do it, uh, 
privately. Yes. Don't do it publicly. Don't right. complain a bitch on your bench about it. Don't be that cancer to the organization. Don't don't throw anything on the team finders and subs. Hey, I'm looking for a new team halfway through the season. That's ridiculous. There's a team finder and sub thing. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, on Facebook. Oh, they're currently sponsoring this episode. It's brought to you by I just, Team Finders and Subs. <laughs> I just thought it was text messages. Like, not just hoagies, but um, subs. What? But, yeah, I mean, if I get it. doesn't always work for specific players on specific teams, whatever. But don't right. be public about it. Respect the team at a minimum, even if you don't pretend. Yeah. And, and, and have those conversations in private. For captains out there, if you're going to cut a player, you got to do it as quickly as you possibly can. Um, after the that's not something I'm comfortable doing by the way no like just there's there's a part of me that's like if you're part of the core group if your play starts to slide I would rather try to train from within and make our current players better and have them reach up to the next level and keep the same guys around than let's get rid of this guy and let's bring in this guy sure no, because then sense. you're you're crapping on somebody for one, 100%. and I don't like that. I think you should be loyal to players that have been loyal to you. Now, if this mm-hmm. is the guy who's show, not showing up to every game, the guy who you not know caring. doesn't want to uh, pay his fair portion <laughs> or right. whatever it is, just clapping balls out before we start. Yeah, but if it's purely if it's purely performance based, I think you got to start with working that player to get better. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I at some point you have to give them the opportunity to fail. It's called yep. that. Yep. Um, Explain, coach to them what they need to do, let them do it, and you know continually work that. But I think one thing that, well, I've done it in the past that works, if you do have to cut a player, I like to give them options. Yeah. Don't leave them hanging like, hey, you know, right now it's not going to work on this team, but I've talked to this guy, and on this lower league team, they want you. So they're not right. scraping. Well, which helps when you've got – that That opens up a lot of options to where you're not crapping on somebody uh, – if you do, if you're part of one of these like Irish mafia, or there's a lot of teams that maybe don't have officially the same name as you move from one level to the other, but right. you know that they're they're run by the same two three guys, and they sort of run it like a farm team. Everybody's talking to everybody at that point about. Things. Well, I mean, for instance, like when we were when we were in the summer, turn, yeah, the summer tournament this mm-hmm. year, and we kind of did the uh, the Moose Warriors. Oh, the sort of Waterloo thing. tournament? Yeah, yeah, so we've got the the Moose Knuckles team, which is, uh, I guess, on a short hiatus there. Uh, and then our team, the, the Warriors from 2+, plus, and then we sort of uh, combine those two things together. But conversely to that, if you're going to leave a team, like you got to give them a heads up. you got to let them know. And I, I think that if you are one of those players that like mid-season is like, oh, yeah, I'm going with this team, it sucks. And it's a tough conversation to have. But you need to let your captain know so that but they can the plan. Point. You have the conversation. You have to right. be an adult about you it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be doing that anyways. I don't think you should ever be looking to leave a team until you're out of the playoffs. No, I think you got a plan. I just think like it goes. I'm not gonna lie. Like if I were to plan to bring a player in, let's go that way. I'm gonna have the conversations in private now. Let's focus on it. I want to know if you're interested. Blah blah blah. Let's work out the details when we're done. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that plant, makes sense. I you, would never commit until after the playoffs. Yeah, you've got to plant the seeds now, but you know you gotta let the, you gotta let everything play out. Well, you're not getting this season back, and I don't know exactly. how many times you've seen a team that doesn't win a single regular season game, and then all of a sudden everybody Turn it up in the playoffs. Yeah, they just deeper win. They just start cranking, and whether the goalie turns it up or you get one or two guys that all of a sudden just start making it rain, 
and so don't don't nuke your entire season just because you've had a couple of bad games or you've had exactly. a bad stretch something like that is basically all I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting at is loyalty man yeah I think I I understand agree and then you know with loyalty comes friendships and especially if you're a lonely antisocial person mm-hmm. uh, you'll get a lot of friends at deck this segment is brought to you by. Big D, he's that kid up there that everybody's like, who's that kid? That's Marty Filion's son. Big D, go crack a joke with him. Watch him in the junior games. This kid is amazing at goalie. Shuts down kids left and right. He won the summer tournament at his junior league. Big D, this one's for you, buddy. You know, also watch your dog for two Gatorades. The tip of the week this week, brought to us by Big D. He wants to tell us how to shoot. And uh, By far the most important part of the game. I agree. I mean, there's yep. a reason every team out there doesn't really warm up properly and they just kind of shoot. You know, they just stand there, rip them on net. Well, I think there's two parts of that conversation, though. One, we can use for later of how to warm up your goalie. Yeah. Which, by the way, will get your players. Yeah, we're just drilling in the balls of the skull and missing by 50 feet is not the way to do that. But or into are, the fucking nuts. Yeah, we're here to talk about the shooting tips of how you physically actually shoot okay well starting with the purest purest basics and things that i see a lot of times are people that just don't they don't have their hand placement proper on the stick at all i mean there's the golf club guy that everybody knows and i I think one of the most important things to remember when you're trying to get better at deck you don't maybe don't have a hockey background something like that is just see what the the better players are doing whether they be on your team or in a higher league whatever it is and even if that's uncomfortable for you force yourself to start doing it like the people that yep. switch their hands back and forth oh, dude God. pick one stick with it it's going to be uncomfortable but you know it's the right thing to do the same with the guy that's the golf club slap shot like you you've got to know that that's not right the proper way if you've ever seen a hockey game nobody is doing that yeah so you you've got to know that that's not the proper way to to be handling it so force yourself to do it right. And yeah, you're probably going to not have the best shots at first, but you're never going to reach a, a decent skill level without the basic fundamentals. So yep. don't fight yep. against the actual fundamentals of hockey. They've already been figured out. And one of the things I did for hand placement when I first started, because I, like, I think I've made it known on this show, when I started, I had no hockey experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I taped my stick where I needed my hand to be. Just like, as like a placeholder? That's yeah. what I did when I was a kid, too. Yeah. When we were first yeah. able to start taking slap shots, when you're like, however old you are. Eight or nine the, or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. I had a special spot where my, my hand would go for slap shots. I like that. Yeah, yeah. mine too. I, I, I put a little piece of tape on it, and it's, you know, just one ring around it. Mm-hmm. And it's enough so that you know, okay, my hand is like, it's it's got to be like at the edge of my hand. So I know my hand's in place, and then I know I'm going to get the most flex out of that stick. And the new deckhead sticks do get quite a bit of flex Well, something that you actually, that a lot of people might not even know, is that when you're taking a, when you're taking a slap shot, you're not hitting the ball like it's off of a golf tee. Yep. You're hitting, hitting behind it. two, honestly, on the ice, it's probably more like three inches mm-hmm. behind. But I would say in deck, you're, you're going like one and a half, two inches behind the ball, and you're going to get that flex, that snap, and that's the whole that's the whole way that a stick is designed yeah. is the power comes from the stick, not necessarily even from your body. So yep. you're, you're compressing it and it's kicking that ball. Your off bottom there. hand's pushing your top hands kind of pulling back at the same time. Exactly. Almost, you want that release. stick to arc because yeah. then it's going to like slingshot the ball. It's like every other sport though. Golf. They say, let the club do the work. Right. Because it's designed to hit that thing 300 yards. 
let the stick do the work here. Another sports analogy that I, when I work with my junior players, I tell them like it's it's a lot like going up to bat. If you're doing a slap shot, you got to sit into that shot. Yep. It all comes from your hips and it's you're like hips pelvic and your bowl. Legs. Yeah, you got to you gotta loosen them up, you know, get into the seat, get a little dancing in there, move your feet a little bit, get them, get them shoulder width apart, and then drive that freaking shoulder well, and down. What are, and what do they say in baseball is one, uh, have you ever heard stepping in the bucket? Yep, step the bucket, yep. squish so, the bug. Yeah, yep. squish the bug is what I was going to say next, mm-hmm. but stepping in the bucket, if you're if you're pulling out your, your lead foot, if you're pulling out your lead foot, you got to be stepping at your target just like you would in baseball. And I'm sure we got a lot of people with a decent baseball background. Yep. And then the last thing is uh, squishing the bug, like Shaq said, is rotating that back foot, really yep. driving off your bottom toe, Yep. getting those sick calves again. Yep. <laughs> and what I, what I do to help enforce that, I tell my uh, your, your shooting shoulder, drop your shooting shoulder into the shot, and you naturally drop your knee with it too. Well, you that follows get too when you open up of the direction of the shot. So a lot of right. people who can't necessarily control it or it goes way the fuck over there, Right. it's because they're either they're staying too high on it, they're not getting yep. down, or they're yep. just using the arms. And well, and well, yeah, and you want the ball, you know, I've always said the wheelhouse, but it's that, that space right between your legs. And it's pretty much your shoulders, but on the ground. At that well, point. yeah, if you can keep that right in between you. I mean, obviously, if you're getting a hot pass, it might not be directly, you know, right you where you adjust. want it. But ideally, it's not going to be out too far in front of you. Otherwise, you're going to go sending it like straight out of play, whatever. Yep. And then on a wrister, I've always found like uh, what I was first learning, Tony and I had a lot of conversations about how to shoot. And one of the things he taught me that's always resonated and something I, I continue to teach children is, like, you have to end your stick where you want the ball to go. Like, you want to be pointing at the net where you want it to finish. And roll your, roll your wrists over unless yeah. you're, like, in, yep. the, in the crease. Maybe that changes. But for the most part, if you're fanning your blade up and open, yep. you're going upstairs with it. Mm-hmm. And... Not necessarily top shelf. I mean, you're going out of play. Well, it's like driving your bottom hand, though. As you're coming through, if you're shooting mm-hmm. low, you want to drive. Not yep. necessarily. Like, the idea is you're pushing your bottom hand in that direction. Yep. And then as you roll through, it's going there. If you're trying to go up, like, whatever, glove side on a goalie, you're driving your bottom hand in that direction. Still the same fundamental, and you rotate through, but. Yeah. yeah. So, and effectively, here's what we're saying, guys. One, don't swing it like a golf club. Two, if you haven't noticed, there's like a trend happening. Footwork last week. Now we're saying use your feet and your legs here. Yep. Get what's going yeah, on. It comes from the bottom up. That's where you generate all your power. But again, you don't got to crush it. Most mm. of the time, if you can get it on net, a quick release is it's, better. It's going to be shot. ten times better. So, and myself on one timers, I've been famous for missing the net here recently, and I'm gripping and ripping. Where sometimes you just got to tap her in, man. Yeah. The it's, other teams pulled their goalie. <laughs> just tap it in. Mock is trying to rip a no, but seriously, yeah. Instead of trying to break the record on the hardest shot contest every time, maybe just put it in the net. Blake Wareham. Yeah, Blake Wareham. If you really want to know how to shoot hard, ask that kid. Holy cow! One hundred and eleven. One hundred and eleven. Yeah. I didn't even one, know the gun one, went up one. that high. Yeah, dude, nuts. Also, get a deckhead stick. Is it? I know that I've been pandering a lot to Pat and telling you guys to pay him, which is not the goal of this entire thing. But and this is not sponsored or endorsed by that by any means. Get a deckhead, man. Dude, for sure. It's yeah. a whole nother level. It's so I mean, light. I'm a pretentious prick where I think equipment matters, but that's not 100% true. But to some varying degree, it does. Yeah, yeah the if deckhead you, stick makes a huge If you've difference. got a shitty Milek with a screwed on blade, you're not going to rip a... It's not going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, not, not, it's not as important in the lower leagues if you can't... 
get the fundamentals of the shot down first. Use Agreed. a mylic for that. Yeah, don't but spend a hundred bucks or so just to figure it out. If you want to figure yeah. it out and then upgrade, but I'm saying once you're at the point where you can do it, do it. Once you're past tutorial, right. basically, yeah, and you're looking like, all right, how do I snipe now? How do I get a how quicker shot? How you're trying shot? to get past the how first I, level? Yeah. Exactly. Once you want to start hitting, start hitting top corns, you got to get the deckhead stick. It doesn't makes count. Difference. Doesn't count if you don't go bar down. Absolutely, that's yeah. the most important down, thing. Is apparently there's this myth going around that there's a five hole. No, I've never heard of this. Do not shoot five hole ever. Yep. Bar down. Stay away from my five top hole. Cheddar. I will. I will blow the whistle on you. Top cheese. That about wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. Um, and you know, this week I learned quite a bit about shot blocking, how to not position my body, how to how to really throw my shoulders forward, and you know, get in front of those, and how to be a man and take it in the pills, yeah. and just just know I'm gonna go home with a, a wicked bruise, and I'm gonna post that thing on Deck Hockey Focus badges of honor. Uh, Shaq, what did you learn about team loyalty? Oh. I think it uh, kind of evolves like everything else in life. You have to build relationships, and you don't necessarily want to burn them and tear them down after you've already done all that effort. So respect the teams you're on, respect the teams you're playing against, and good things will happen ultimately. And it, I, I totally agree with all those points. And, you know, Eric Mock, what would you learn about taking some rippers? I think today I think the main thing we're going to focus on is get your fundamentals down. Focus on doing it the right way. And forcing yourself to do it the right way and then building up from there. Focus, dream, achieve. All right, guys, uh, we are still looking for sponsorship. If you know anybody who uh, wants to sponsor our episodes, get them uh, in touch with myself or anybody involved with Deck Hockey Focus, and we will uh, we would love to get them in the show. We are doing uh, 30 second segments, much like we heard Meatheads uh, earlier tonight and uh, Crust last week. Thank you all for listening and uh, keep it all deck. <laughs>